That's the podcast coach for June 4th, 2016. Let's get ready to podcast. I'm actually doing the Ali shuffle as we speak right now. Hey, uh, welcome aboard to Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I am your personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson from the schoolofpodcasting.com. Flying solo today. Jim is on assignment. He's actually in Kansas. So, like a Jim, if somebody went up to Jim and said, hey, Jim, you're not in Kansas anymore, he'd go, actually, I am. And um, on assignment on a family thing, but uh, I see him in the chat room. And uh, I'm going to date the podcast. You know why? Because I can. Uh, as I... Uh, as we record this on June 4th, 2016, I woke up to the sounds, the news that Muhammad Ali had passed away. And uh, when I was growing up, there were two things that were constant, uh, like my entire life. There are two things that is like when I was growing up, my formative years from like five to whatever, 10, two things were, and that was number one, Nixon was president. Because I think he had like, I don't know, 15 terms. It just seemed like the guy. And then he finally, I remember this, we were late going to swimming lessons because uh, we had to watch the president resign. <laughs> and I remember like, why is he quitting? What's the deal? Because I was just a, a wee lad. And the other one, of course, is the guy behind me now. I have a poster. Was uh, Muhammad Ali was champ. He was the greatest of all time. And um, if you haven't, uh, if you're not familiar with Muhammad Ali, get to know the guy because he was so much more than a boxer. Uh, here's a guy. Think about this. See, I'm already doing... The School of Podcasting. This is going to be part of my thing for Monday. But think about this as a podcaster. If somebody said, hey, Dave, I want you to go fight in a war. And uh, if you don't go, I'm going to take your RSS feed away. I'm going to take you out of iTunes. And you're not going to be able to podcast anymore. And then having me go, if that's what you got to do, I'm not going. I mean, the dude totally believed in what he, you know, he stood up for what he believed in. And uh, that just, and he was honest. and etc, etc. So the way this show works. So anyway, I'm a big fan. And uh, he passed away today at the age of 74. He had Parkinson's disease. A lot of people thought he was punchy because he, he did. That's well, that's a whole nother lesson. He stayed a little too late in the game. Uh, he tried, he won the title three times. And the fourth time he came back, it was like, eh, you know, he should have probably set that last dance out. So here's another lesson you can learn. But the way this works is uh, right over on my right, at least. There's a seat that says uh, call in. If you uh, click on that, then uh, you can ask any question you want. And I had a guy yesterday that stopped by the School of Podcasting where usually, uh, depending on what time of the day it is, there's a live chat there. And that's to uh, help School of Podcasting people. But it's also to answer your questions. And I said, hey, the School of Podcasting is open if you want to. Because his question was literally like, I'm looking to learn how to start a podcast. I'm like, hey, you came to the right place. And we didn't fit his budget. And I said, all you got to do is get up early on Saturday mornings and, uh, you know, you can come basically get any question you want answered. So if that is you and you have a question, come on down. The other thing I cannot forget to mention this right up front. If you are in uh, anywhere near London, New Media Europe, I believe the address is just New Media Europe. I was watching a... Um, Facebook from Mike Russell, Mike and Isabella Russell. You might know them from the uh, Music Radio Creative. 
but basically saying, you know, every year that's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, which is awesome. And they, they kind of bit off a little more than they can chew to the point where if people don't go and more importantly, sign up for the hotel, they're going to have to take out a loan because attendance is apparently not what they thought it was going to be. So if you've been on the fence about going to New Media Europe, I'm telling you, you ought to go. It's uh, if you go to newmediaeurope.com. I know Dan Miller is one of the. As I record this, it's 13 days from now, but um, I know Dan Miller. Yeah, Dan Miller is one of the keynote speakers. Um, Ian Anderson Gray, who's a social media consultant. Annie Alexander, who is a best-selling author, and Valerie Groth is a uh, life coach. But if you've, uh, this is one of the things that I'm actually thinking of getting a passport. Because here's the thing, Mike actually said, depending on how things go, eh, there may not be a new me in Europe next year. And I really want that to happen because I want to get a passport and go. This is one event I've never been to and I would love to go to. Um, that was my whole thing is, is I, John asked in the, uh, in the chat room if they have a virtual ticket. Because if they did that, I can't go. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, let me see if I click on register, a regular ticket is 390 pounds. They've gone from, it was a meetup to I forget what it was last year. I think it was, um, UK podcasters last year. And then they changed the title this year to new media Europe so they could get things a little more outside the line of, uh, podcasters, but it's still very podcast, uh, related. Also speaking of events, if you're going to podcast movement, uh, first of all, use the coupon code SOP40 and Carrie Green, who does podcastification, I believe is the name of his show. He also is the guy behind podcast fast track wants to know if you're going, if you'd be open to splitting room costs. And, uh, so go over to podcast fast track and, uh, let him know he's looking for somebody to split the room costs. They should have a thing. It'd be nice if like podcast movement had like a message board or something or someplace, or if there was something in the Google Hangout groups, someplace for people to find that. Cause I know a lot of people, it's enough to get the ticket. And then when you see the, the price of the hotels and such, it's uh, starts to uh, get a, a tad bit expensive on that. So, um, but I thought I would bring a topic today. If you want to click on the old call in, if you don't have a question, uh, this would be a topic we could all talk about. And if you, cause some of you already have a podcast, obviously. And that topic is my one podcasting regret is blank. This is where I need the theme from uh, match game. For those of you that remember back. Uh, so, uh, but my one podcasting regret, and I'm going to do it on the new show I'm going to be releasing is creating a, a spreadsheet. And it would be something like show number, maybe the date, uh, the title of the show, and then the guest, and then maybe a topic, depending on how many, like my show, The School of Podcasting, this show, especially as the podcast coach, has many topics. But the problem that I run into myself is I will be in the car, I'll be walking the cat, sure, uh, whatever I'm doing, I'm out walking around. And I'll come up with an idea and I'll go, oh, that's a really good idea. I should talk about that. And there are times when I've actually written it down 
written it, wrote it, rat, I rat it down. I don't know what the, there is. And, uh, there are times when I've actually think I've done that and I don't, I have all these podcasts and I'll find out later that I actually didn't, uh, didn't record it or B I will record it. And then I'll think, did I already talked about this? And if you have to rely on WordPress search, yeah. now I have found this and I don't understand why WordPress search on your website on the front end, a caca poo poo in my, in my book. I know there are some uh, plugins that make it a little better. I've found better luck searching WordPress from the admin side. I don't know why that is. It's the same database, but I think a spreadsheet would make it easier to be able to search. You'd have a, a Microsoft uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Evernote is a great thing because Evernote has a great search. Uh, Trello. I just found a new plugin courtesy of Dan, um, uh, not Dan, um, Ray Edwards called Todoist. That seems really cool because you can be in Gmail and say, make this a to-do item, which you can do in Evernote. You can send things to Evernote. Um, it just seems a little easier. It is like $23 for all the fun tools on that. Um, audio drift. You know, I have never, in the 11 years that I've done this, I've never had an audio drift problem. Make sure everybody is recording at the same, you know, 44.1 kind of thing. Um, I, I've I've never even seen it. And most of the time, for me, I, I don't record separate tracks. I understand what it is. This is where you, you do a double ender. Oh, I see. I do a video show and spend a lot of time looking into this. Even the standard didn't work well for podcasts. Um, I know video. I know there are a lot of videos I do at the School of Podcasting where it used to be me. And then I would make me small and go down to the bottom right-hand corner. And then I would click on that. And it ends up looking like a bad, you know, um, you know, Godzilla movie. And so I just quit. I took me out of the video and I don't know why that is. It didn't used to be. And so my answer on that is if anybody wants to chime in on that, because I know you can go in, you know, with different tools and you can split the track out and then adjust it. But that's a hassle because then in some cases you have to go back and readjust it and adjust it again. So is that what you're talking about? Audio drift with video only or because I know in my case, I use Camtasia and it's just, I'm like, and I've done nothing different. It used to be fine. And then all of a sudden it's not. Craig asks, as your podcast and website grow, how do you know when you need to change from the shared hosting to a VPS? For me, it was easy. Uh, my website kept breaking and people couldn't log in and things like that. Um, I guess, I'm sure there's got to be some sort of demographic as to how like what is officially a slow website. But for me, it was when it was breaking that I went, okay, I've got to move. So I don't, uh, you know, but if, if you don't have people complaining and that's one thing, if you ever want to have a membership site, it, uh, this is one of the reasons why I moved the membership site off of the school of podcasting. It's actually a whole separate website so that the school of podcasting is just the podcast. The membership site is just the membership site makes like a whole lot easy. Um, so yeah, that's it too. Um, and I'm not a, I'm not on a VPS. I'm on uh WP engine, which is not cheap by the way. They, the way they, they track things is kind of weird. I think I'm paying. In fact, I've been thinking about, uh, 
um, not moving, but they, they, it's usually like around 40 bucks a month for the hosting and it's supposed to be 30 or something like that. But it's always like, oh, well you had people show up to your website. They track almost everything as a visitor and I'm not too crazy about that, but they did say they're going to kind of back off on that a little bit. So, um, but, uh, and what's weird about this in Blab, I'm trying to see what that YouTube video is. If I click on open, I believe, okay. My uh, conscience won't let me go shoot my brother. Yeah, uh, I see. It's a video too. Uh, the thing I saw, I, I wish I had the video. There's a video of Muhammad Ali and it's about him. Um, he, he literally is in a corner. It says hilarious. I remember that. But in boxing, you, you know, the whole thing is to keep your gloves up. And he is literally standing with his hands on the ropes in the corner. I don't know whose opponent is. So he's basically saying, go ahead, punch me in the face. Uh, even though no one will punch you in the face. I have that shirt on today. And the guy couldn't do it. I mean, he's just sitting there, go ahead. And he's just, and it's like, there were like 21 punches that he just, the guy couldn't hit him. I'm pretty. My face is pretty. <laughs> That guy can't be a champ. He's not pretty like me. So, um, but for me, when I'm recording interviews, I always, I, I do the, the Zencaster thing, but I also have my recorder going here. So I have usually, that's usually my main thing. And I mean, just make sure the volume levels are, are right there. So, but uh, if you have a question, oh, the other thing I need to say while I, while I have everyone's attention, uh, if you could please go over to, podcastawards.com right now as we speak and um, while you're watching the show and uh, vote for the School of Podcasting in Education. Um, I see I should have pulled this up. I know Daniel's in there somewhere. So if you, if you, somebody else that's not in education want to tell people what to vote for while you're over there, I know Daniel, I think is in, uh, let's see, let me go over this. I podcastawards.com. Voting is over June 12th. People's Choice, let's see what we have. Uh, no Agenda Show, unless he's up again. Yeah, No Agenda Show would be my tip for that. Why? Because it's the Podfather, doggone it. And uh, if you're like, who's the Podfather? That is the one and only Adam Curry. I know there's a guy in Florida that keeps, people keep calling him that. I'm like, no, technically the Podfather is Adam Curry. Um, mm, 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 mm. In Arts, I would go with Craftlet because that's Heather and she's awesome. And I don't see other friends over there in comedy. I don't know any of these. I know distorted view, but it's absolutely filthy. I mean, he purposely goes, it's like the most disgusting thing you've ever heard. Jack of all nerds. That's interesting. Uh, under business, where is Laura's show? The productive woman. There we go. That would be the one I would go with there. Laura's Awesome. I already said in education, that would be schoolofpodcasting.com. In entertainment, I've, I've never heard of any of those in entertainment. That's weird. Uh, government and organizations, Congressional Dish would be a good one. That is a great show if you've never listened to it. In the, uh, oh, okay, I see. We, we're getting the chat room going on this. Uh, in health. Mm -mm -mm, mm -mm. The only one I've even heard of is the Nutrition Diva. Sleep With Me, I believe, is the podcast where people, uh, the guy is, his intent is to put you to sleep. He actually talks like this. 
And today I'm going to be talking about such and such. So his whole goal is to get you to fall asleep. Um, under mature, I love Artie Lang from the uh, Howard Stern show. There's a podcast called The Awesome Hour. Um, boy, it's this is the one thing that's really different from 2006 ish. Is it used to be everybody knew everybody's podcast? Daniel, you have a show in business? Oh, that's probably Laura's, right? Yes. Okay. And let's see. What are we left? Music. I'm the thing that's interesting about the music category. I'm surprised people are doing music podcasts because it's such a pain in the butt. Um, news and politics. Candyland. Oh, Canada land. I thought somebody was doing it. That would be a niche podcast. Okay. Daniel says dad, uh, spotlight for kids and family. And, um, where is Dan- Daniel? What is your show? Where is, I know. Oh, TV and film. There it is. The uh, Once, Once Upon a Time podcast is uh, Daniel's show. And then the Audacity to podcast is in technology. So those would be ones that I would recommend. And uh, of course, you can vote every day. That is greatly appreciated. If you uh, feel like, if you feel so moved to do that. If you have a podcast question, feel free to click on the call in button. And in the meantime, um, I do have a couple questions here lined up. Do you have advertisements in your podcast? This is from Nicholas Groom. If so, what site company did you use to solicit them? Yes, Packers Fan Podcast is a good one. Wayne Henderson. Uh, so, do you have any advertisements in, in your podcast? If so, what company did you use to uh, solicit them? And here's the thing. For you to have a company sell your podcast, you need at least 5,000 downloads an episode. And that's not most of us. And so uh, Glenn the Geek had a great point in that Facebook post. He said, nobody's going to sell your podcast better than you. Nobody's going to understand who would fit your audience better than you. The bad news is it just takes time. But if you sell the ad, the other thing is you keep all the money. So it's one of those things, again, where when you uh, basically, you know, do the work, it pays off. But, um, and I forget, oh, there was something cast. Advertise cast, adver, there was something, yeah, advertisecast.com is a tool that people are using. And it's funny because when they first launched, they had all these different, uh, and it's all CPM at Advertise Cast. And they were coming out with things saying that people actually, they found, you know, advertisers over there. I don't see it working at this point. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's the something, something, it's the pod something. It's the entrepreneur uh, something show. Uh, yeah, that's only like 90% of the shows. Um, so that's my whole thing. If you're thinking of trying to get a sponsor, it's, uh, I think Rob says only 90 or only 8% of podcasts have enough downloads to actually, um, get enough of that. And then, uh, John in the chat room. Yes. Jessica, Jessica Kupferman has an agency at JKM agency. 
And so if you're looking for somebody to sell your podcast, thank you, John. Um, I couldn't remember her uh, website. Yes. And uh, she's awesome. Jessica is just, boy, I tell you what, if you want a pit bull to release on sponsors, she's, uh, she's definitely got that uh, go get them kind of attitude. So that would be somebody if you're looking to, if you're looking to have a media kit design, things of that nature, definitely check out uh, Jessica. She's, uh, yeah, she also does web design. She's kind of a jack of all trades. She's uh, one of the co-hosts of ShePodcast.com. And my favorite was I was at PodFest and I had a slide that was a little risque because I was making a joke about porn. And I was like, not sure if I should go here or not. And if, if you're not sure if you should go, the person you don't want to ask is Jessica. Cause she's like, put it in. <laughs> I can't really see her going. Yeah, nah, maybe not. She's kind of an all in kind of person. She's awesome. Uh, from Patrick Howell, which I love his father, Thurston. Um, when interviewing guests who aren't used to being interviewed, do you ever provide them with a list of possible questions you'll be asking? This is one of those things that is, Completely up to you. Um, some people, I, I get the thing, and I've kind of flip-flopped on this. I, I go back and forth. To me, I'm afraid if I give the questions ahead of time, I will get the answer where they'll go, that's a good question, Dave. This is why I do the blah, blah, blah. And they they recite the quest, their answer that they've practiced over and over and over. And so... Um, But on the other hand, I'm worried about that. I don't know that I've ever had that. So I'm kind of worrying about something that doesn't happen. I know this. I was interviewed on a show with Marcus Couch about owning membership sites. And he gave me the questions ahead of time. And I'm glad he did because they were things that I had to go, hmm, I've never thought of that. that." And so what I usually do is I give people the topics where I'm going to be talking about, you know, this and that. I'm going to talk about when you did the thing and how did you get into this thing and what are the results of the thing. So, you know, maybe not the exact question, but I do want them to have a heads up because otherwise you're relying on the improbability. If that's even a word, you're going to like, Hey, it's everything's a pop quiz to your guest. And that may not be great because you're going to add time to the editing because they're going to be going, well, um, yeah, I could, uh, I, um, so uh, to me, I like to give the topics that we're talking about. Maybe not the exact question. JP Marooney. What a Marooney in the words of Bugs Bunny, uh, hosting your podcast files. Why not Amazon S3? Now, if you, I don't know what the going rate at Amazon S3, it used to be, you'd get like 8 million gigs of, I think it was 8 trillion gazillion gigs of bandwidth for like a half a penny. And it just sounds so ridiculously cheap. And the fun thing is the, um, the, uh, the chat room is talking about Green Acres and Petticoat Junction just to take a quick five second. And every time I hear Petticoat Junction, what was this guy's name? that used to, Mr. Haney used to talk like this, right? Wasn't this the guy? He sounded like he yodeled when he talked. Mr. Haney. Yes. 
Meanwhile, back at the ranch, why not Amazon S3? So, um, because what people don't realize is when people, oh, that's, this just Dave, because Dave has to read the chat today. Usually I'm looking for Jim to read the chat. The, uh, with Amazon S3, you pay for every download. Now, granted, it might be a half of a quarter of an eighth of a cent, but what people don't realize is, and here's the key, when you deliver value, the password is value. Then people will actually go, wow, this was episode number 10. I really like this. And what do they do? There's a thing in iTunes. Remember iTunes? Where you can right click on the name of the podcast and go download all. I thought they took that away. But it's really cool. So you can download them all. And when you do with Amazon S3, cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. And so that gets a little expensive. So I did an experiment. I put uh, Building a Better Dave on uh, Amazon S3 for like a month. And my first bill was something like $2 and three cents. And I was like, oh man, I'm just going to save $10 a month. Cause at the time Lipson was 12 bucks. And then, um, the, uh, the next month I think it was seven and then it went to 14 and my last bill on Amazon S3 was 40. It was either 42 or 47. And that's when I went, oh yeah. So in the same way that people love to quote their stats, that, hey, every month my downloads go up and I hate to like pop your dream. It should because you have more episodes to download. You know, it's like the person that goes, I started doing a daily show. My, my downloads went through the roof. You have five times as many files to download now. I would hope that it uh, goes up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Amazon S3 is not a... Uh, a great solution in the long run, shall we say. Um, but uh, hey, I should mention that little box right there says call in. If you have a question, you can call in just like Michael is. Look at that. I just played the theme music. Michael from ADHD Think Tank is popping in. There he is. How's it going, my man? Pretty good. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine and dandy. Yeah, I was just testing out this Logitech microphone. I wanted to make sure it was uh, at least halfway decent for what's going on. Yeah. It's very clear. It's uh, the, the thing with all headsets is they tend to sound like this. You know, it's all high end. It's very, very clear. There's not a lot of bottom end to it, but it's very understandable. It's, you know, it, I, it's not harsh. You know, I, it's not where if I do, I can't see my knobs from here. Uh, but if I did this and made it really super duper clear, that's like, wow. So, but no, it's uh, definitely yeah, my, my voice is probably boomy enough where some of that's going to come through anyway. Exactly, my friend. So, yeah, what uh, do you know what model that is by any chance? Uh, it's uh, uh, 320, I think, or something. I bought it like last year sometime. Uh, yeah. And I just I just got it for like when I go someplace I can that's use it. it with my laptop, you know, because I don't have to drag. I don't have to drag uh, yeah. this around, you yeah. know. But I also had another question. I, I built a new table, so my table is a little bit wider than my arm length, so that's probably uh, 36 inches wide. Mm -hmm. The booms that I, I bought uh, a long time ago don't seem to reach. Is there is there ones that go further? Um, I, 
when you say they don't reach, so the, the desk is 36 inches deep? Yeah. So when I, I want to put it back there on the edge of the desk so I can stretch it out, but it doesn't seem like it stretches out far enough. Um, that's a great question. I know that there is, I don't know that's going to help though. I've seen where you'll have like a foot, um, like instead of clamping it to the desk, there's a thing that you then clamp it a, a foot taller. Um, you might try the side of the desk. I have one over here on the side of the desk that I just swing around this way. Uh, cause I have the same, not the exact same thing, but this one, I, it hits my, the top of my monitor because it's, you know, it's just, I'm about as far or close as I can get it. Um, right. so, but and I thought about something that might mount to the wall, you know, that way it can come straight out that way. But you're right on the sides here, the way I built this desk, I, it's seven feet long by about 36 inches, but I put one board on it and then I messed up. So I put another board on it. And then when I put the thing on top, I said, well, that scratches my arm. So to put another board on top. So I need some kind of big clamp. So, okay. I just thought there might've been something that might be just a little bit longer of a stretch. If um, somebody knows about something like that. I know. Let me see here. The, um, the Heil PL. 2T, I think is the model number. Yeah, PL2T. Let's see here if it gives any dimensions on that. Um, blah, blah, blah. It tells you how much it can weigh. It doesn't say how wide it is. Somebody's saying there's like a riser and a wall mount for the PL2T. Yeah, there, there's a few of those where I've seen where you can, can mount those. Um, one of the coolest things I saw somebody do that was living in an apartment, they had basically a, a, a one room apartment kind of thing, an efficiency thing. And he took an ironing board and belts. He went out and bought a bunch of belts and he put his mixer on it and then just took two belts, one on each side of the, the mixer and tightened it down. And then he had a clamp for his microphone and um, basically, when it's time to podcast, he got out the ironing board, set it up, plugged in his mic, and and uh, or actually his mic was in the he had a boom arm, and so everything just folded up. And then I think he took the microphone out of the stand when he folded it up. But I was like, man, that's a genius idea. And he said he could you know just basically set it up when he was ready to go. And so if I if it wasn't a one room efficiency, you could throw it in the closet, and then uh, when you're ready, yeah, drag I it out. What I'm going to do is I got this microphone set up on this Mac, but I bought that um, iPad third generation, the one with the big plug. Yeah. But I bought that little thing that slides in. And I got two microphones that can come out of that. So I'm going to have that. Me and my daughter was doing some stuff on that the other day. And so that way that can be separate from this because it's easier for me to record on that iPad with Boss Jock than, than going through all the mixer stuff, which I still have. I just... You know, that's you know. it. Don't don't uh, make it, you know, harder oh, than it yeah. has to be. Yeah. And what I, and what I did when I did it, I didn't look at the meter and I was I was pegging that thing like a like a meter going to a nuclear site. You know, so I'm just just pegging that thing. So it sounded horrible. So I actually uploaded it to Lipson and then I redid it. And now I got to redo it, <laughs> do it again. But just one more time, I'm going to redo it and then I'm going to send it up to uh to uh, iTunes, so but. yeah, Randy's got a great point. The other thing you could do is you could buy a floor stand, and then you can put it wherever you want. Um, right. I've done that in the past. The the problem is floor stands have these big, huge feet at the bottom of them, so they're kind of in the way. 
But if you're going to, yeah. when you're done, fold it up, it takes two seconds to. Well, that's why I set the side of this right here just for me so I can clamp something to the side. And that's why I made it seven feet. So she's down there because when I heard about you and Jim kind of talking about your microphones getting too close, you might get crosstalk. And so this way maybe might stretch some of it out. So, yeah, but, uh, you're going to get crosstalk pretty much. That's the one thing when I did a, um, a podcast with my now ex-wife, you know, we were apart from each other. It just, it's one of those things that you can easily obsess over and go, I still hear her in my channel. It doesn't matter. It's, you know, yeah, no, I don't, I'm not going to obsess anymore. It's, it's going to be here real soon. It's going to be on iTunes and it's going to be, it's going to be my, my uh, schedule is going to be, you get it when you get it. That's it. <laughs> you know, I mean, because you know how long I've been waiting. I don't want to wait no more. I want to get it going. So that's but, uh, it, my friend. Just spit it out there, and you know you go from there. At that point, yeah, awesome. But, uh, yeah, Eric Eric K Johnson had a really good podcast about uh, Way Prince, how he uh, did his branding and all that stuff. Oh yeah, really good. I forgot. I think ninety three was the, but it was really good. So yeah, might check that out too for branding. So all right, well I'm off to work, and my sponsorship is me. So awesome. Working. <laughs> Do it, my friend. All right. Take care. I'm going to attempt. I'm going to, there we go. We have a question about Google play music. So first things first, the, the website is G dot co. Put this in the chat room slash podcast portal. And when you go there, you have to say, I want to publish. And so here is, uh, I have most of my shows on Google Play. And so you go in there, you click on your podcast, and you should see all your episodes. Now, keep in mind here that I, I always tell any platform you're using, you give it 24 hours. So if you go, oh, my latest episode isn't here, give it 24 hours. I, I would do that. Uh, but up here you have your rather ugly Google Play link. And so what you could do is either put that in Bitly. I'm not a huge Bitly fan. This is why, and, and it's, it's picky, but I would rather say schoolofpodcasting.com slash Google Play or GPM or something like that that's easy to remember as opposed to bit.ly bit slash Dave GPM 37 or whatever. That's just me. And so, uh, yes, there is a link and that's how you get that. Go in, say you want to publish. The other thing that I just figured out is, uh, under subscriptions, you can see how many people have subscribed. So I have apparently 35 ish people subscribed to my show, 36 ish. So look, more stats we can obsess over. Yay. Oh my gosh. I, I lost a subscriber on the third. What did I do? What did I do? Ugh. I'm sorry. And um, over here, oh, are you ready? Are you ready? Here we go. How many downloads? How many streams did I get? 14. Woo. Oh, I don't get play count. I just have a total play count. Oh, wait. I need to email someone quickly and spend hours and hours of my time. Yes, I had 14 plays, no downloads, of course, because they don't allow downloads. So, yeah, I was really surprised. Now, apparently I only had listener activity on the 29th. So it kind of looked like they turned it on and went, oh, wait, turn that off. So, ah, they do allow downloads, Daniel says, on the Android, but not on the desktop. 
So, but that is where you get all the linky stuff. The linky, the, that's where you get the deets on that. And if you ever want to appear, you'll see where you can see, here's the, the feed I'm using for, uh, for that. And I think there is someplace else under settings, unpublish. Oh, I was thinking there's a way to change your RSS feed if you need to. I forget where that is. But that's where you go to get all the details on that. I'm just, as a support person, I'm not looking forward <laughs> to more people obsessing over stats. But I get it. We want to know if people are listening to our show. But there, there are people that really, really go crazy on stats. So, but yeah, I, I, it's only on the 29th do I have listeners. Because all my other shows are zero. So I don't know if that was a mistake. If I go into uh, ask the podcast coach here and say listener activity, it says a whole lot of nothing, which is odd. If you looked at, if I go back to my, uh, where it has the numbers at the bottom, they all say zero. But yet it said I had whatever it was, 14 or 12 or something like that. So that's a little crazy. But I would take that and make it a pretty link of some sort so people can so you don't have to go, oh, it's easy. Just go to google.tryandspellthis.com. And uh, the thing I don't know is if you click on that with an app, if it then goes right to Google Play, one would think. And so um, that would make life a whole lot easier. What's your ideal guest for your podcast? This is from um, Robert Garcia. Um, my ideal guest, because some people are like, oh, Steven Spielberg or whatever. My whole thing is, um, somebody who's going to bring value to my show. Let me give you an example, maybe, because I had some guy, I might've, yeah, I think I, uh, oh, doggone it. I had somebody who keeps sending me stuff about some guy who started a business and he's really popular. I interviewed Marcus Couch about SEO and this guy knows SEO too. And I go, okay, well, we've kind of already talked about SEO with Marcus. The show is not the school of SEO. It's the school of podcasting. And I keep kind of asking this person, how do you think the person you're representing as a guest, what can he give me that will help my audience? And instead, they just keep emailing back going, should we set up a time? So there's nothing more fun than asking people a question to have them completely ignore it. But that to me is, is somebody who's going to bring value to my show. And the ultimate guest is somebody who's going to bring so much value that my audience will then tell their friends about it and go, you got to go listen. This guy was on the podcast. He was awesome. She was great. You need to hear it kind of thing. Jason asks, what is the subscribe to iTunes equivalent for Android to put on my webpage? For now, that's a great question. I would almost be tempted to go to subscribe on Android because I'm not, I need to investigate a bit more on the Android side. Like what I need is to go buy a Android phone and then not use it for a phone. But I know on subscribe on Android, if you put one of those links and people click on it, it will go over and either A, open up the that app that you have on your phone 
or B, take you to a page where it says, hey, you don't have any apps. Which one would you like? I would think it would be the, uh, I would think eventually that's going to be Google Play Music. So that would be, uh, that would be my suggestion at this point that seems to be a little wider net than Google Play as I'm not 100% sure what happens to Google Play in terms of an app at this point. You would think that would open up the app and take them right to where they can subscribe. That would make uh, so much more sense. And that's why I'm really worried that that's probably not going to happen. Because sometimes the things that um, would make the most sense uh, don't always happen. And um, Matthew Tomasi asked, what tips or techniques do you use to get guests to share your interviews or to share with their friends and followers? Well, here again, um, is if, if it's great content, it kind of naturally wants to be shared. But the thing that I don't do that I wish I did is if you can give your guest, here is a pre-populated tweet if you'd like to use it because you know your audience better than they do. So you can come up with a cool tweet that will hopefully get people to click on it. That would be one. Give them that. Um, there is a plugin called, I believe it's click to tweet. There's also a click to tweet website that you can go through that it will automatically when people hear the, the service is called click to tweet. And it's strange because what it does is it puts something and when people click on it, you guessed it, it tweets it out. And, um, so that is something uh, that you can do, that you can say, hey, here's the thing, you know, go to, here's the website, click on that to tweet it out. So now they don't have to, all they have to do is click one button, actually two buttons, one to, to start Twitter and then two to actually tweet it. But anything you can do to make it easy, as opposed to, hey, here's the link to the website, please promote if you feel so moved. If you can just make it one or two clicks, I don't know anybody that would go, I'm not, not two clicks. What are you crazy? Just give me a shovel while you're at it. No, I don't think anybody's going to. So the easier you make it, the more they're going to do it would be uh, my guess on that. Oh, I had a tip. Speaking, I, I mentioned Glenn the Geek, Glenn Hebert from Horse Radio Network. And I got to tell you something. I tuned, Glenn does a live show. And I've heard him talk about how on Friday they do a segment because he actually has a sponsor just for the segment on bad horse ads. And so there I was Friday working at Libsyn and I'm like, Hey, it's Friday. And I tuned in just as he started the bad horse segments, man, was that entertaining because people just put in the most stupidest things to try to sell their horse. And apparently one of the strategies of selling a horse is to list everything bad about the horse. Like he's old and out of shape and occasionally will try to bite people. Not good with kids. Like, okay, sign me up. Where can I buy that horse? But uh, find him over at Horse Radio Network. And he has a weekly sponsor sales tip. He says, we've learned in the nine years and almost 5,000 episodes of the Horse Radio Network on acquiring and keeping sponsors. Jen is billing more than two dozen. Now, for those of you that are bad at math, that means more than 24 of them today. And I looked through the monthly report and figured out that 72% of them came from the industry trade show we attend twice a year. So if you have any kind of industry that you're in, so if you're a show on racing and there's a big racing thing, or if you're a show for 
authors and there's a big author thing, go to those events. It's a wholesale retail show. So this is not open for the public held twice a year in Philadelphia. Uh, we contacted trade show management years ago and asked to be the radio show in quotation marks of the event. They provide a booth and internet and we pay out travel expenses. We set up a booth and record new product segments for various shows and do our live morning show, getting at least 10 vendors involved. So they become the, the go-to place. Um, it's a win-win for everyone. So he's getting free content. He's getting exposure and he's starting to, to build a relationship with these vendors that are like, what's a podcast? And then they come on. Um, for the show management, it looks good for them bringing us in to help highlight uh, paying vendors uh, new products. Vendors love free advertising. So the trade show looks good. They're like, oh yeah, here's a way to get more exposure. By the way, please be come and be a vendor, uh, be a sponsor. Um, the vendor gets free advertising. For the podcaster, it's good content and gets you in front of all the potential sponsors in one spot. Awesome. Uh, it gives you a non-threatening, not aggressive way to start the conversation by wanting to highlight their products. One of the things I've done in the past, how I actually got my foot in the training door was I was a quote customer service rep, which is fun because when your title includes the word customer service, you get to do everything because everything eventually boils down to customer service. But I was training people on how to run their copier equipment. And it was awesome because I was non-threatening. I'm just here to train you. I'm not here to sell it. And I would go in and I would make them so hot and bothered about the equipment. And then the salespeople would walk in with a pen and I never got a commission on that. That was always kind of a bummer in that. But a non-threatening uh, is a great way to be. It's a great way to start a relationship. For the listeners in your niche, they love hearing about new products when it's done in a fun and entertaining way. Key point there. Uh, just remember, sales is a process. It's like dating. You're probably not rounding the bases on the first date. Uh, the same for this. You may not see a whole lot of results the first couple of shows, but the more you see them, spend time with them, and learn about their business, uh, the more comfortable everyone becomes. So podcasting for a living is like any other business. It's a lot of time, patience, and a whole lot of work, but it's a whole lot of fun. So there's a guy making a living at his podcast by, again, putting in the time. And I think that's the thing that, that most people have a problem with is they don't want to put in the time and things of that nature. Hey, we have a caller coming in. I was just getting ready to uh, announce that. Um, this is probably, I don't know. I think this is going to go bad, so we'll see. I could be wrong. How's it going? How are you? Hello, how are you? Good. You got a podcasting question? Yes, what's the podcast is about? I mean, I'm trying to read the topic. Um, It's a podcast about how to podcast. So if you wanted to start a podcast, I could answer any question on what kind of hosting you need or microphones or things of that nature. I'm a, um, a podcast consultant. Oh. So I help people start podcasts. So I actually have a question. Uh, listen, I, first of all, when you say a podcast and we are on video, so, um, is it a podcast? Do you mean podcast supposed to be audio only, isn't it? No, a podcast can be video as well. It can be audio, video, or if you wanted to, it could be a PDF. On a document? Yeah, if you wanted to. Anyway. Nobody does that, but you you can make a, yeah. So there are people that do video podcasts. 
so um i see many people um you know some people ask me to buy to buy headset like i have right now mm -hmm. and uh before they told me to do so, I couldn't uh, make the difference between good audio and bad audio. Now I can. And uh, and I want to go for the next level to, uh, you know, professional audio. Hmm? My, fav and, uh, my favorite microphone is this one right here. It's the Audio-Technica ATR2100. The thing I like about type, it... Uh, type the modem in the chat. Modem. Sure. Type it's, the modem uh, in the chat. Uh, ATR 100 USB. I'll get you a link here as well. Um, the thing I like about it is it's USB, and if you need to, it'll work with a mixer. So if you ever later decide that um, you want to work with a co-host or something of that nature, um, it'll do that as well. Okay, I wanted to have a mixer for a long time now. Mm -hmm. Now. I don't really know how, you know, I don't want to, the, the, the last thing I want is to buy equipment that I don't know how to use and maybe find out later that it's actually not the right equipment that they wanted. Well, here's the thing. You only need a mixer if you are A, going to have somebody in the room with you. So two people talking live or B, if you wanted to, you know, play music or something along with while you're doing things live, like I'm doing now. I would need a mixer to do this. But if it's just you going solo, you don't need a mixer. So I'll tell you an example. I'll tell you an example. I wanted to, uh, for instance, I, I wanted to make a phone call. Let's say I wanted to make a phone call and I want the phone call to be in the audio of the blog, for instance. Right. You can do that. There are a couple ways to do that. You can do that with a mixer. You can also do that if you have, I use a little portable recorder just to show you it's sitting right here that I'm recording into that you can do that without that. It's just a cable that you basically run um, this microphone into the computer and then via Skype, you can take the audio out of this microphone and put it right into the recorder. So you don't need a mixer for that. You can do it with a mixer. It's, it's another way of doing that. Yeah, but, but if you take the audio from that microphone, mm -hmm. where where the audio of the phone call is gone? The phone call. This actually turns into your sound card. So the the audio, this headphone has you going into the microphone, and it has <laughs> the sound of the other person coming out of the headphone jack because it basically this becomes your sound card when you do that. Um, let me. Oh man. It's actually pretty easy. It's so, I've got, I've it's got so to, confusing. It's so confusing, but yet it, it looks simple once you understand it. Yep. Um, I'm getting you a link here for YouTube. It's the School of Podcasting. Here we go. I'll put this over here. This shows you how you can record Skype without a mixer. Um. But it's one of those things that if you just take one step at a time, because when you look at the whole thing, it, it can be a little overwhelming. But if you just do one little step at a time, it's a piece of cake. And you've already got one. You've got a decent headset. So the next thing would be, okay, now I got to figure out how to, you know, record um, a Skype call. And uh, are you on a Mac or a PC? It's a PC, but it's not a Skype call that I want to record. It's just a phone, simple phone call. Right, but a phone call, see, that's the cool thing about Skype. Skype, you can um, get a Skype out number and dial a phone from your computer anywhere in the world, pretty much. 
And so that way it makes it easier to call because anytime you use an actual uh, with a phone now you could another way would be to, to take your smartphone and get a cable, um, you know, in one way or another uh, that you could basically plug out of your, your headphone jack and put that into a recorder. Um, you could use Ringer, which is uh, R-I-N-G-R.com, I believe. Um, I know there's no E in it. That's a cool app that you can use to record phone calls um, because you're not actually using the phone. It records your audio on, on the phone. It records their audio in their phone, and then it stitches them together out in the cloud, basically. Um, but it's it all sounds really super technical and that's one of the things that I do with the school of podcasting is I basically walk you through all this stuff and it makes life a whole lot easier. And then the beauty of a podcast is it's global. So, um, you know, anybody can basically hear it no matter where you're at. We're like a radio station. You're only as strong as your, your signal. A podcast is global and people can hear it, you know, all over the place. Here's a, a link as well to the microphone I was talking about. But you're on the right track. You got a decent microphone. Sounds okay. And uh, if you yeah, want to go, I mean, if you want to go course, next step, uh, this one's better. There's also one called the Samson. I'll put the, the model number here. Samson Q2U. I know people over in Europe sometimes have a hard time finding the other one. They're basically the same microphone with uh, a different name. For some reason, the um, the ATR2100 sometimes is not available. Uh, in Europe for whatever reason. Um, so people are finding, here's a, uh, a link to, again, this micro, this comes with a, a set of headphones from what I understand. The headphones are not that great. Um, but the microphone is, it's basically the same thing. All right. Anything else I can help you with? Yeah. Um, thanks for, thank you very much for oh, sharing. I think uh, I really want to try now and uh, maybe to experience with one of the products here. Mm -hmm. But can can I just ask you why why did you say um, before you accepted my call you said uh, you think that you think it will go so bad? Oh, uh, your your name is in what is that Hebrew? Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't sure. I've had uh, other folks that have. Um, Although you do have a, uh, a little fox for your, your icon. So there are a couple things I've seen. Usually if it's an egg, that means that it may not, um, it's usually a brand new user. So, and then people will come in and they'll flash dirty pictures on the screen. Um, and so I just didn't recognize your name and I just thought, Hmm, so my apologies for that, but I've, I've had, um, experiences with other folks that haven't been quite so positive. So. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, I don't like eggs. I like uh, fox. I yes, like, uh, fox. absolutely. Okay, I might come back later. Thank you very much. Thank you. You have a good weekend. There you go. See, that's what I get for being all uh, judgmental because of uh, somebody's name. Believe it or not, I'm going to start the music because uh, maybe I'm not going to start the music. There we go. Um, because it's already 1130. Holy cow. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, I do need to quick run over. To, uh, I want to thank everybody for everybody in the chat room. And if you have not become an awesome supporter, you can do that just like people, he said, waiting for the page to load, like Frank Brill, uh, Dale Henninger, 
um, Paul from EXHDS, um, Mike from ADHD Think Tank, Corey from IV Envy. Ah, yes, I said that earlier. Corey is an awesome supporter. Vote for him at Podcast Awards. I know he's nominated. Uh, Jim Collison, hope he's having fun out in Kansas today. Emily from ClassyLittlePodcast.com. Uh, Gary from KiwiMana.co.nz. Jason Bryant from uh, Matt Talk Online. Dave Wilson, um, the Seahawkers podcast. Craig from Inglaeus Podcast. Um, Glenn from HorseRadioNetwork.com. And of course, the one and only Cody Sison. And um, I throw all sorts of interesting things behind the wall there. So it's it's uh, most of it's podcasting related. And uh, I know I just, I bought a, um, a webinar Geo, J-E-O, thinking I might replace Blab with it. And I have come to my conclusion that I'm not because I think you can only have one person on the webinar. Because I thought, hmm, because it has all sorts of really cool stuff. And so I might be putting a video of that in the uh, back end for people to uh, play with. Um, so, but uh, if you're watching live, hang around. This is where Dave looks down and goes, really, I have 28 seconds left. I'm not, this is why live is no fun. Because if I was just talking, I would have just talked and then put the music wherever you want. Live, you got to wait till the thing catches up to what you're saying. And then you ramble like I am now, not really adding any value. But thanks for tuning in to Ask the Podcast Coach. We'll see you next week. 